0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our God is good. And I know he has a purpose for feeling us the way he started to feel us last Friday. And he's still feeling us. I'm sure you remember Elijah. He had been fighting against the prophets of Baal. And had actually just destroyed them. And then the woman, Jezebel, sent a message to him. And said, by this time tomorrow. And then suddenly Elijah started to run and say, I'm not better than my father. He was devastated. And then he fell asleep. And the Lord in his mercy came, sent his angel, woke him up. And said, take it, for the journey is much for you. He slept again, and the angel woke him up again and said, take it, because the journey is much for you. And the Bible said after he ate the food, he continued in the strength of that food. A long journey. All the feeling that the Lord is giving you, you will continue in that strength. And the Lord will continue to fill you and fill you every day of your life in Jesus' name. Let's rise up and pray now. Our most high God, we thank you for this evening again. We thank you for all that you have been pouring upon us. We thank you for your great investment in our lives. Because, Lord, it is true that you are a shrewd businessman. You do not invest in wastages. When you invest, you bear fruits. I pray, Lord, that your investment in our lives, it will bear fruit for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. None of us here shall bury our talents. None of us here shall forget all that you have put in us. Lord, your spirit, let your spirit quicken your word in us. That everywhere we find ourselves, your word will come alive. And we will have victory in Jesus' name. Holy Father, as we go into your word again, open our eyes, Open our hearts. We will behold wondrous things out of your law. Gems that will equip us for the task that is ahead. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (laughs) Let's sit down, church. God bless you. By the grace of God, we continue now with the second part of the message that we started yesterday, the Church of Christ in the future. And I call that church the Triumphant Church, the Triumphant Church. The church that has overcome all temptations, all difficulties, all adversity, the church that has been called up into the sky at the rapture, the church that can no longer backslide because they have been transformed from mortality to immortality, the church triumphant. Let's open to Luke chapter 18 from verse 8. That's the second part of the references I was given. Luke chapter 18 from verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, Shall he find faith on the earth? And what's the answer of the church? Yes, he will find faith. Oh Lord, yes, you will find faith. You will find faith in me. Lord, you will find faith. You will find faith in, in me. He will find faith in you in Jesus' name. I'll look through this topic under a number of outlines, which I just have up there. Next slide. There will be an introduction. We'll look at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'm just taking us through the sequence of what is revealed in the Scripture. Then we'll look at the Great Tribulation and then the second advent of Christ. At the second advent of Christ, a number of things will take place in sequence. God has a timetable for his work, and he has a timetable for your life. Every one of us must be convinced about that, that God has a timetable. He has a program for your life. The important thing is that you must key into that program do not deviate from it. If you key into it, you will achieve your destiny. No one will be able to make you to miss your destiny. Let's open to Revelation chapter 19. In verse 7. Revelation 19 in verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. His wife hath made herself ready. That's the church. And you remember Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27? He's coming, he's going to present it unto himself, a church that hath no blemish without spot. That is the wife that he might preside it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish that is the wife that has made as the bride that has made herself ready for the bridegroom you will be ready Amen. by the power of the Holy Ghost you'll be ready Amen. the grace of God shall be sufficient for you In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, from verse 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, from verse 3, there are many things, when you read it to verse 10, there are many things to learn from there. It says in verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin, be revealed, the son of perdition, by the power of the Holy Ghost. None of us here will fall away in Jesus' name. Amen. That man will be revealed, but we will not be here when he is revealed, the Antichrist. When you look at verse 4, it says, That man of perdition is one who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, seated in the temple of God. That's the man of partition. You want to sit in the temple of God as God. Your, tem- your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You will not allow this man of partition to sit in that temple. Just remember that. When thoughts are coming to your, to your mind, when things are, you are hearing things and people are saying things, just remember, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's not the temple of the man of sin. It's not the temple of the devil. And as you keep that temple jealously, the Lord will preserve you to the end in Jesus' name. Amen. In this place, the man of perdition refers to the Antichrist, the one that is going to come after the rapture has taken place. In verse 8 it says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the walking of Satan... With all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. That son of perdition, the Bible said the Lord shall consume him with the spirit of his mouth, wherever he comes from. The Bible says you just submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he shall do what? He shall flee from you. Always remember, the Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There will be trials, there will be difficulties, there will be persecutions, there will be challenges, but the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Remember to call upon him, Remember to trust in him, remember to hold on to him. You will not be put to shame in Jesus' name. In first John chapter two, verse eighteen, John the beloved wrote, He said little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. So, from all these scriptures, we are seeing the scripture making it clear that someone is coming that's going to take over the reign of the world. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, it will not reign over you. Amen. The rapture would have taken you away in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at Revelation chapter 12, in verse 12, before I move on. He said, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that the earth but a short time. Woe to them that will be there after the rapture. In Matthew 24, in verse 29, Matthew 24, in verse 29. The Bible says, and that's the word of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give a light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. In verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of God, man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory praise the lord that is the second advent of the lord the rapture has taken place and this is the second advent if you remember that little that little drawing that i showed yesterday you will see that the first line there is the rapture. And the second line, the second event is the advent, the second advent of the Lord. You see that that look like a bell shape at the bottom. In between the rapture and the second advent, two things will happen. At the top, for the saints that have been raptured up, there will be a marriage supper of the Lamb. At the bottom, for those that are left on earth after the rapture, There will be the great tribulation. That man of sin, that son of perdition, will be revealed upon those that are on earth at the time, and the marriage supper will be happening for all of us that will have been raptured. I said, All of us. Praise the Lord. Let's look quickly at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 10. A number of things happen at the Marriage Supper, and there are, some, there are some key features of the Marriage Supper that I would like to point out as revealed to us by the Scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 said, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We must all appear. The judgment seat. The Bible talks there about the judgment seats. And when you look at Romans 14 in verse 10, you see a mention of the judgment seat also. It says, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It's important that as believers waiting for the rapture, looking forward to the rapture, it's important we understand what the judgment seat means. It is not the same as what you see in Revelation chapter 20. It is different. Bible historians tell us that the Greek word that was translated as judgment there is actually the word bema. And that word actually means reward. So judgment seat here means the reward seat those of us who have children in schools, you'll be familiar with the prize-giving day. This is the prize-giving day for believers. The fact that they passed is not in dispute. They have made the rapture. There's no question about whether they are insane. They are not insane. Now they have made the rapture, it's time to give the reward. And you have heard about crown, the crown of life, the crown of glory, the crown of righteousness. That is the time. And how many stars you will have in your crown. That's the time the rewards are given for the work that we have done. So the question is, are you going to get? I pray to God you will get a crown. Because you will work for the Lord. Salvation is the starting point. And there's a reason why the Lord left us here. Because I've just taken you away the day you got born again. So that no more temptation. But he has work to do. And he needs you to do it. And he said, occupy till I come. And we must all occupy. And we will receive a reward in Jesus' name. Amen. Second, we look at the time of the Bema. The time of this judgment or reward seat. And we see that in Luke chapter 14 verse 4. Luke 14 verse 4. That place says, and thou shalt be blessed. For they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. So that tells us that that reward is happening at the resurrection of the just. And when you look at Revelation 22, verse 12 also, you see it. it says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. You will receive your own reward in Jesus' name. Who is the judge? Who is going to be giving this reward? From the last one we read, Revelation 22, verse 12, it should be clear to every one of us that our Lord Jesus Christ himself will be awarding and giving the reward to everyone. What are the types of reward? When you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9:55, you see you read about the overcomer's crown. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 in verse 25. You read about an incorruptible crown. Let me read that. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, sorry, chapter 9 in verse 25. There will be different rewards according to what you have done for the Lord. And my prayer is that each and every one of us shall receive a reward in Jesus' name. Verse 25 says, And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we shall obtain. An incorruptible crown. In 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 19, the Bible talks about the crown of rejoicing. The crown of the sovereign. The crown of rejoicing. When you look at James chapter 1 verse 12, you read about the crown of life. The crown of life. James chapter 1 verse 12, it says, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life and in second timothy chapter 4 verse 8 we read about the crown of righteousness also we read about the crown of glory in first peter chapter 5 in verse 4 the bible tells us about the marriage supper in romans chapter 7 verse 4 the marriage supper Wherefore, my brethren ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, married to him, that ye should bring forth fruits unto God. And in verse in 2 Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twelve, he talks about that I may present you a chaste as a chaste virgin. To Christ. Jesus Christ is the, is the bridegroom of the church. And in Revelation 19 verse 7, he talks about, he says, for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. My prayer again to God is that you shall be ready in Jesus' name, whatever it will take. The Bible says since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Whatever it will take, you will will make it. You will have to be determined to be violent against yourself. Violent against yourself means conquering the flesh. The devil knows how, how weak the flesh can be. The devil Gets out of Christians by appealing to their flesh. And that's why it's important as Christians. The Lord said, take it what you hear and what you see. Because the ear and the eyes are gates through which the enemy can come in. One of the reasons why the dead man cannot backslide anymore, because he cannot see anymore and he cannot hear anymore. Whatever you like say, he doesn't hear. Whatever you like show, he doesn't see. And we must jealously guard against every gateway that the enemy can use to get us. He will not get us in Jesus' name. Now I go quickly to the second point the great tribulation. The great tribulation. Let's open to Daniel chapter 9 in verse 24. Daniel chapter 9, in verse 24. The Bible says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. The next verse, 25, we're going to 27. Keep going. Note, therefore, I understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem, unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks, and three score and two weeks, the street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. 26. And after three score and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off. You see, the prophecy of Daniel, it says 70 weeks. And as students of the Bible, I'm sure you know that seven—I mean, each week—is seven years. When you say seventy weeks, you are talking of 490, 490 years. But from this place we have read, the first seven weeks, which is 49 years, shall be from the time that successor gave the commandment that the wall of Jerusalem should be built. And if you go back into Bible history, you recognize that from the time that command was given to Ezra and Nehemiah and they built the wall, that was forty-nine years, and then he said, "From that, from that again, thirty-two weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off. Thirty-two weeks—I mean, sorry, sixty-two weeks times seven—that's four hundred and thirty-four years." And you calculate those, the people, Bible scholars have calculated it, and it's clear that in 434 years, the Messiah was crucified. Now, 69 weeks of that prophecy has gone, one week is remaining. The Iris is suspension because this is the church age. And the interpretation here is that the last week, the one week, the remaining seven years, is what is going to happen after the rapture, the seven years of the great tribulation. The next verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of of abominations now the interpretation here is the Antichrist will come after the rapture he will be there for seven years he will come as a man of peace everyone will see him, they will like him they will welcome him and so on the rapture has just taken off so much so that Christians who think that oh I missed the rapture when they see this man they will almost be regretting maybe that was not the rapture maybe I'm okay and so on For the first three and a half years, he will look like a good man. And then, that second half, he will show his true color. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. All Bible scholars agree that the time of the Great Tribulation is not a time that any Christian should want to witness. It's a time of terror, it's a time of anguish, it's a time of serious punishment. And a, a time of persecution, and my prayer is that we will not be there in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at the nature of the Great Tribulation. The Bible said that the Great Tribulation shall be a day of wrath, the day of God's anger. We see that in Zephaniah chapter one, verse fifteen. It's a day. He said that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. It's a day, a period that no Christian should witness. And by the grace of God, you will not witness it in Jesus' name. In Revelation fourteen seven, we see another revelation of the nature of the great tribulation. It says, In Revelation 14, 7, it says, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come. And worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea, and the fountains of water is the hour of God's judgment. Isaiah, in Isaiah 26, verse 20 and 21, described it as a time of indignation a time of indignation. When you look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, it calls it a time of trial. A time of trial. Jeremiah, in chapter 30, verse 7, calls it a time of Jacob's trouble. A time of Jacob's trouble. Why is it Jacob's trouble? We could spend time there. But remember that the church age is almost already passing Israel by. Israel was a Jew of God. God had a promise with Abraham. And because Israel rejected Christ, the gospel turned to the Gentiles. That's going to be a time when Israel will have to wake up. Because they recognize there is a rapture. And they recognize that unless they do something at that time, they will miss it forever. And that's why it's called the time of Jacob's trouble. You see, some Bible interpretation says it's a time that is meant to prepare Israel, to wake up Israel and let them know when this Antichrist will come with his number, with his mark. And some Israel, Israel will say, no, we are not going to take this mark. called a time of Jacob's trouble. All I am trying to do is to, by this, and I'm hoping and I'm praying that that's what the Lord will do, is to get you interested in what is coming. And I believe that's what the church wanted by making us to talk about the church in the future. Read the Bible, study it, understand what the Lord says about it. And when you know, nobody will be able to deceive you. When you know, you will get as determined as you can ever be. That nothing will take Christ away from you. And I pray that nothing we take you from Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. It's called the time of punishment in Isaiah 24, verse 21. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. The question is, what is the source of this great tribulation? From all what we have read, you will see already, I'm sure you concluded, that the source of this revelation is God. It is part of his program. So God is going to visit the world with punishment, with judgment, with wrath, with anger. And in that process, Israel will come back to the Lord and say, God, no, we're not taking this mark. Two, don't forget that the devil also sees that opportunity because he will. It's the Antichrist that's going to reign, the opportunity to implement his agenda and cause all sorts of abomination to happen and visit people with great wrath and anger. Look at Revelation chapter 13 from verse 14. You could read it from verse 1, but I jumped to verse 14 because of time. And deceiver them that dwell on the earth by the means, by those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. And that's why it's important as a church today don't just run after miracles. Don't run after miracles. You see, the Bible says, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Many have gone after miracles and they have They have missed the way. Because even Satan can transform himself to be an angel of light, to look like an angel of light, to deceive people. Miracles are yours. Remember the word of the Lord. It said, these signs shall follow them that believe. If you believe, the signs will follow you. Don't just be going, they are here, they they are doing this, this is happening, and you are going after it. Satan will use that to deceive many and make them to go away. But you will not go away in Jesus' name. Stay with the Lord. Our God is a God of miracles. And the Bible says, The blessing of God, it maketh rich and thus what? Addeth no sorrow. Whatever miracle you need, the Lord will perform it in your life. And you will rejoice after it. No sorrow in the name of Jesus. He says, by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them, I'm still in Revelation 13, verse 14, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword, and did live. Next verse. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. You see what Satan can do? Some people will go, prophesy to me, prophesy to me, and someone is stuck, and then they begin to say things. And because of the prophecy, they go after those. Even though they think that that person, there's no evidence that the person knows Christ or loves Christ or has Christ in his life. The Lord is warning us. Let us be warned. In verse 16, And it caused all, both small and great, rich and small, free and bound, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Verse 18, and here is wisdom. I pray that you will have that wisdom. I pray that every one of us here will have that wisdom in Jesus' name. And here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, For the number of a man and his name is, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. Now, all these are after the rapture. I took time to read this because even today, a number of things like that are happening. People are pursuing after prophecy and miracle and all sorts of things, and they are giving them things to wear, and they are giving them things to put, and maybe in some places they even make mark on their body. Don't take it. It is not biblical. It is not scriptural. It is of the devil. Don't allow them to load you with demons. The Lord will help you. You have the Holy Spirit. Stay with the Lord. He will do it. there's nothing. We are complete in Him. That's what the Bible says. We are complete in Him, who is the head of principality and powers. When Jesus Christ was going to give up the breath in the cross of Calvary, he said, It is finished. Everything we need was done and finished on the cross of Calvary, in the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't allow the devil to take that away from you. What's the purpose of the Great Tribulation? We talked about it briefly, about the Gentiles. This is the church age, the Gentile age, and in the tribulation, it will give Israel especially, And as many Christians have missed it now, I pray you will not miss it. But if today you have a job, or you don't have a job, you have a wife, or you don't have, but you are able to do all the things you need to do without any restraints, and you still find, someone still finds it difficult to serve the Lord now. Is it then, when the Antichrist says you must get a mark or you will not buy or sell? Let anyone here think, if you are not able to buy or sell, if you are not able to go to hospital, if you are not able to go to school, if you are not able to buy, to get water, if there is no power because you don't have the mark of the Antichrist, is that the time that someone will say, yes, I cannot survive now, I'm going to survive then? I pray that you will not wait for that time in Jesus' name. Some people today, "Ah, I lost my job, it's taking time, because of that they are already going. Is it when they insist that you must have the mark before you can even get a job? I pray that you will not wait to that time. You will be caught up in the rapture in Jesus' name. So in Romans chapter 11 verse 12, it says, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, Lest ye should be wise in your own concept. That blindness is in part is up to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become. Israel is the way they are, until the fullness of the Gentiles at the rapture. That's the fullness. And then Israel will wake up by 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 the true during the tribulation a number of people in Israel will wake up. So the purpose is to pour judgment on the world. We have also seen that the time of the tribulation is after after the rapture. Praise the Lord. Now we go quickly to look at the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second advent. Remember, we said the second coming of the Lord is in two parts. The first part is the rapture, when the trumpet stands and he is in the air and the saints are raptured up. The second part now is the second advent, when the Bible tells us that the Lord is going to come down physically. His feet will touch on the ground, on top of Mount Olives, and he's going to come with thousands of his saints. Look at Matthew 24 and 29 that we read before. I read from verse 30, it says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man. If you look at Jude chapter 1 in verse 14, Jude chapter 1 in verse 14, the Bible tells us, And Enoch also, the servant from Adam, prophesied of this saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. My prayer to God is that I will be one of those in the name of Jesus. My prayer to God is that you will be one of those. You have been raptured up, you have enjoyed the marriage supper. It is time to come back with the Lord to dislodge the Antichrist. Revelation 19, verse 11 says, Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. That's the second advent of Christ. He's coming back. He says, And I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse. And it that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Next verse. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew. You see the description of this person. In verse 13, he had a name that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called who? The Word of God. You see the difference? Can you please go to Isaiah 42 in verse 1? Let's compare those two. The Lord Jesus who came in the beginning, meek and gentle. He said, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect in whom I so delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Go on, please. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard. That's the Lord Jesus that we know. He's not going to struggle with anyone. Go to verse 3. A bruised wreath shall he not break, and a smoking flash shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Look at verse 5. He shall not fail, nor be discouraged. Verse 4. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth and the eyes shall wait for his law. Do you see the difference? The Christ that came to minister, to raise the apostles, meek, gentle, he will not even raise his voice, he will not fight, he will not struggle. At Gethsemane, when they came to arrest him, Peter took out a sword and cut the ear of one of the of the of, of of the servants of the Pharisees and Jesus Christ said no 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 you don't do that and he took the ear and he put it back don't you know that those that kill by the sword shall die by the sword that's Christ but when he's coming in the second advent he's a different person do you see the difference he's coming as a man of war He's coming with a vest with, with a vestige so that is deep in blood. He's coming with a sword in his mouth. He's coming to fight. And he has his saints behind him. And because he's there in front, nothing can touch any of his saints. He destroys the Antichrist. And the Bible says the Antichrist will be locked up a number of years. Look at that same Revelation chapter 19. In verse 19. Sorry, permit me to steal it from verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Let's go to verse 19. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the earth and against his army. And the beast was taken effortlessly. And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mouth of the beast and them that worshipped his name. These boats were cast alive into the lake of fire, into the lake which burns with brimstone. Those are the agents of the Antichrist. And the Lord just took them and put them into that lake. In verse 21 it says, And the remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, all those his army slain which sort proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Our Lord is a man of war. He fights battles. He never loses any battle. Just always remember that, because there are many battles to fight. But the man of war is with you. Jehovah Nisi is with you. He was the one who told Joshua, now my servant Moses is dead. As I walked with Moses, I will be with you. There shall no man be able to stand before you. That promise is still for you. The Lord will be with you. In all your battles, he will not forsake you. And then we go on to Revelation 20 from verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So Satan bound. You read about it in the Bible. That's what the Bible refers to as the the battle that just took place is the battle of Armageddon. The Antichrist and the big staking thrown into the fire, Satan, their master bound, locked up for 1,000 years. In verse 3, it says, And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season, And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of men that were beheaded for the witness of Christ and for the word of God. Who are all these people sitting on the thrones? The saints, you and me, raptured up. So we have a glorious future, we have a glorious eternity. People that were dead, no matter what you are passing through. But it says, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither is image, neither had received this man upon their foreheads or their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. You will reign with Christ. Amen. I say you will reign with Christ. Amen. I will reign with Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. It's important to, to know this. If I ask for who is the oldest here, I'm not sure if we will see somebody that's a hundred years old here. Do we have a hundred years? But The Bible said after the rapture, you will reign with Christ a thousand years. I pray to God that your journey on earth, you will not use it to spoil your eternity in the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil will promise, whatever pleasure, whatever riches, the enemy will dangle before you. I pray to God you will always remember that if you go into an exchange with the devil, it is an unprofitable exchange. The devil will be the gainer. That one will be the loser, not you. You will not be. You will not go into that exchange you could look in the Bible and you see many unprofitable exchanges. You remember Jacob and Esau? Hey, I'm hungry. Give me a, a, pot, of, uh, give me a pot of potage. I said, ah, okay. Well, give me your back right. Okay, what is the back right to me? Take. Just give me the potage. Esau was never able to regain what he lost. You will not lose your destiny in Jesus' name. We go on in chapter 20, in verse 5. It says, But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. And it says, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power, but he shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years the second death will not have power over you. That's why it's important to remember that anyone that dies in sin will die again. Anyone that dies in Jesus will never die anymore. There will be a resurrection during the rapture and it remains there eternally. The Lord will help you in Jesus' name, we can go on to the rest of what is in that Revelation chapter twenty. Just to summarize, that at some point there is, is, Satan is loosed again, and there's the battle of what is called the Gog and Magog, and Satan himself is now captured and thrown into the lake of fire. It's important to recognize and talk about the great white throne judgment. Remember, the people that have resurrected up to now were the Christians. Those that died in Christ, those that were still alive. The great white throne judgment, that's when all the sinners that died will resurrect. And they will face the judgment seat, the judgment throne of God. And the Bible said they were judged according to their works. And those whose names were not found in verse 15 of Revelation 20 and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You will not be there in Jesus' name. The question is, what does the Lord want us to do now? The Lord wants us to remember his coming. If you go into the scriptures, you will see it is one important reason why we have the Holy Communion. When you partake in the Holy Communion, you remember the Lord's death till it's coming. And that's why it's important to know that at any time the Holy Communion is given, if you found that you are not qualified to take it, just remember that that means you are not qualified for the rapture, if the rapture should happen there and then. What is then required is that each of us must make up our mind that this is what is coming. Praise God because your ear is hearing this. And God is putting this into you because everywhere you will go, this word of God is is what you need. You make up your mind and say, Lord, I will continue with you, whatever it will take. Nobody go back through the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Nobody served God and lost. You can trade with him and you can be comfortable and you can be assured that the Lord will take care of you. He will surely take care of you. If you are not born again today, you need to make up your mind quickly. Remember John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his son because of his son, that believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You are born again, watch and pray. The Bible says, let him that thinketh he standard take heed, lest it fall. Temptation comes at, at every point of decision. Everybody say decision. decision. At any time you have to make a decision, recognize that temptation is at that point. Those decisions can be as simple as, what dress do I wear? Right? You have a choice of dress that can cover you. Have a, people have a choice of dress that open them up. Decision like, what do I drink? What do I eat? You can take soft drink, or you can take one that will Decision point: out to who do I associate myself with. Be not or equally used together with unbelievers. At every point of decision, recognize that temptation is waiting there. And if you just form the habit of talking to the Lord at every point of decision, you will never make any decision that will derail you in Jesus' name. Whenever the rapture will happen, you will be ready. We'll take a song quickly now. When the roll is called up yonder, let's rise up, church. While we're waiting for that, you have heard the word of God. And there is a decision to make now. And after you make this decision, there will be many more decisions to make. Begin to tell yourself from today, your decision shall be for the Lord. Whatever the Lord will have you do, that's what you will do. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. You have heard his words. And you are here today. What's your decision? Are you with the Lord already? You have him in you? Or is he not in you? If he's not in you, what are you waiting for? Are you here today and you have already given your life to the Lord? There are temptations, there are trials. You will need to make up your mind that the Lord will help you. You are not going to go away. You will hold on to the Lord. And the Lord will preserve you. The song is up. We can take it. When the
1: road is called up
0: yonder,
1: when, when the road is called up
0: yonder, when the road is called up yonder, when the road is called up yonder, round and there. The first stanza. When the trumpet of the Lord shall the time shall be no more And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair When the saved foot shall gather over all the others show And the roll is called yonder and there When the
1: road
0: is called up yonder, when the road is called up yonder, Lift up your voice unto the Lord and tell the Lord, I will be there. When the roll is called up yonder, my name will not be missing. I will be there. Lord, give me the grace. Lord, give me the power. Lord, help me to set my focus upon you. Every journey of my life, every day of my life, at every point of decision, I will make a decision for you. A decision to walk with you. As enough walked with you, and it was translated. As Elijah walked with you, and it was translated. Elijah took that decision. And he saw, he saw Elijah take it up. Talk to the Lord. Help me, Lord. Every moment of my life, let your presence be with me. Let your spirit quicken me. Let your power be mighty upon me. I will be there. The rapture shall, shall not catch me unaware. When the road is called up yonder, call upon the Lord. Whatever will make me to meet the rapture, O oh God, take it away from my life. Whatever it is in my life, whatever relationship I have that can make me to meet the rapture, whatever I am pursuing after that can make me to miss the rapture. Whatever ambition I have, that can make me to miss the rapture. Whatever I've heard from anywhere, whatever I've seen from anywhere, that can make me to miss the rapture. Oh, Lord God, I surrender it. Take it away from my life. Take it away from my life. From today, pray. From today, help me that my eyes will be focused on you. Looking unto you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. call upon the Lord, I will not take my eyes away from you. My focus shall be on you, My faith shall be in you, My love shall be in you. the oil of my body, the all of my soul, the all of my spirit, I surrender to you, my Savior. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You shall reign in my life. Every moment of my life, rededicate yourself to the Lord. Call upon the Lord. Whatever the devil will try, oh God, the devil shall not win the battle over my life. My Lord Jesus is the mighty man of battle. Lord Jesus, you shall win the battle over my life, all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Almighty Father, we thank you for the time we have spent with you. We thank you for opening our eyes to your agenda for the world, for the church, and after the rapture. We thank you for revealing to us what we stand to miss if we should miss the rapture. We thank you for reminding us of the suffering that awaits those that miss the rapture. They will suffer here and they will suffer in eternity. Oh God, I am praying, Lord, in your mercy, for you said I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. In your mercy, have mercy upon everyone here this evening, Lord. That no one here will miss the rapture. Sure. Whatever plans Satan may have, whatever devices he may have, oh God, frustrate them. Yes. That Lord we shall have victory. Yes. Lord, we shall make the rapture yes. and we shall reign with you in the end. Yes. I pray, Lord, that no one here will fall away. Yes. Whoever, whatever battles anyone is fighting today, the mighty man in battle. Fight our battles for us. Give us victory in the name of Jesus Christ. We will hold on to you, for we are complete in you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Let's lift our voice and begin to pray for Pastor Busola let's thank God for his life and let's pray that Lord as we have used your son you will continue to use him for your glory the virtue that has gone out in the course of this administration, Lord we have for so refilling bless him and bless the ministry you have committed unto his hand bless the household bless the work of his hand in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayed Heavenly Father, we are so grateful. You have indeed been so good to us. Thank you for bringing us to the hand of this wonderful and great program. Lord, we are so grateful. We thank you for the souls that you have saved. Mm. Is there anybody here you are not yet born again? We don't want to take that for granted for adventure there is someone are still in this church. The pastor has preached about the second coming of Christ. Jesus is not coming like the lamp. It's not coming like the merciful God. But it's coming as a man of war. Are you prepared to face your God? If Christ should come today, Will you go with him? That is the question. And let's not deceive ourselves. If you are still afraid of death, you are not ready. As I always say, the quickest way to go to heaven is to what? Is to die. That's the quickest way. But you don't commit suicide. The quickest way to go to heaven is to die. Then you go and meet Jesus. And you escape from this war, from this evil in this world. But if you are still afraid of death, don't deceive yourself. You are not ready. You better get it right now. could that the desire of this church, that we will all make it to heaven. What shall it profit a man if he gain this whole world and lose his soul? As every eyes is closed... You know you are not born again. I'd like you to commit yourself unto God now. We don't want to patch it for you. We want to help you. God is interested in you being saved. This program is not packaged for us to eat, to enjoy, and go and celebrate. No, it's meant to prepare us for heaven. Are you ready to meet Christ if he should come now? So if you are there, you know you are not sure of your salvation. It's better you do it and be sure now. Raise up your hand. Let's be, let's pray with you. And your name will be written in the book of life. You say on that day, that book will be opened. And another set of books will be opened. Is your name in the book of life. Or in the book of death. Is anyone raising his hand? So which means before God... And before man, this church has played its role to ensure we are all prepared for that future church, the church that God is coming for. And my prayer is none of us will miss it in Jesus' name. I say, none of us will miss in the name of Jesus. Praise God. It's like we should not end, right? but we have to go. Let's have a seat for a couple of minutes so that we give the announcement. By the grace of God, this will be the second to the last event before this thirtieth anniversary will be over. And you know what? It means that you are now free to begin to enjoy the best that God has in store for you. See, so it's not, oh, the program has ended, then nothing has happened. Oh, no. this is just the beginning of the great things that God is going to do in your life, in my life, in your family, in the name of Jesus. And Like I've said, if Jesus dies the next 30 years, you will still be bouncing strong for Jesus in the name of Jesus. Yes. And this church will be growing, going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from power to power in the name of Jesus. Yes. I see this church spreading all over man. This church choking this nation that when they want to take decisions in the palace, they will have to consult this church. Bread the fly. Should we take the decision? Is this what God is saying? How many of you can see that? Good. Good. The pastor says something. And a couple of years now, when we want to hold our meetings, like we have said, we have been saying it over and over again. Now we have to hold this type of service to go and hold it in stadium. (laughs) But we put that is too hard for you to take. But that is what God is going to do. Because yes. God is not done with us yet. For as long as we are with him, he's ready to use us to take this land for him in the name of Jesus. Yes. We continue the program to the last event which is going to be the dinner at Al Masa all. If you don't know the place, just make sure you get somebody that knows it. It's very, very easy. You get to the traffic light here. Instead of turning to your left, to going to Lulu, go straight. Traffic light, straight. Then first traffic first traffic light, second traffic light, you turn right. And the fourth or second, third, second or third turning to your right. It's very easy. You, you can join somebody to get to the venue. We are starting exactly 7 o'clock for the dinner. It is meant for every one of us. The food is ready. Please don't fail to come. We don't want to waste God's resources. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. And By the way, remember that when Jesus finished the powerful anniversary, I guess, (laughs) what did he do? What did he do? He said, We need to feed them. Yeah? He fed them. And he said, What shall we do to feed these people? And the disciples began to say, We don't have. No, oh, no, we have whatever you have. So we are going there to partake of the feast of the abundance. As we take of that food, I believe that none of us shall lack again in the name of Jesus. The DVD for last saturday and this saturday that is the morning program is ready please you can pick it from the ushers when you after the service also one rear and also the dvd for the rest of the program if you have if you don't get these dvds now you will need to book to get it so it's better you buy it now don't procrastinate Get it now. If you don't buy it now, you say you come to pastor or the ushers. I need this CD. I need that day. You have to book and it may take time before you get it. So make sure please get the CDs all the ones that are ready. The ones that are not ready will be ready in the course of the week. We have been given a form of feedback about this program. Please, we'd we'll love you to give it back to the ushers. So if you have not filled it, begin to fill it now. You need a pen, a pencil, please. We value your feedback that will be able to package things like this in a more wonderful way. That's the only way we can be able to get your view about it and be able to take your suggestion. Please fill it and give to the ushers before you go today. Also, as we have been doing all the messages for this week, by the grace of God, tomorrow, go to our website. You're we going to have all of them ready. All the messages for this week, since we started, you go to our website, thebrothertbolf.org. You'll be able to download them. If you have podcasts, you can download them on your phone and be listening to them and enjoy the presence of God in the comfort of your car, your home, and you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. So I'll give you now the next two minutes to fill that form. I don't want you to go with those forms. So if you have the form now, please quickly fill it now, the next two minutes. I don't want to, we need those feedback. We need those feedback. We still have time. We still have the next two minutes. If you need pen, please get pen. We want to fill it and give it back to the ushers before you go. We are very particular about that. We want to get your feedback. Please, let's do it quickly the next two minutes. Just please. Please give the keyboard sound, please. Let's just have some. Are you home? Okay. Please feel it, make sure you're right your view about the program because we want you to give us back so that we will be able to implement as God gives us the grace I believe you are doing that if you need pen you can indicate and tell the ushers to help you or you can get pen from somebody beside you keyboard please but Aviva, can we have the keyboard home, please? See me true, Lord Jesus, see me true. See me true, Lord Jesus, see me true. Oh, ho oh. oh. There is a race I must run There is a victory to be won oh, oh, oh. Give me strength every hour to be true see me true Lord Jesus see me true see me true Lord Jesus see me true yes I pray there is a rest I'm all strong bless of three, to be won. give me strength every hour to be true hallelujah Let's be on our feet as we round up. Please, let's have 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Let's read it in the word of Apostle Paul as we round up this wonderful occasion. Let's have it, please. Second Corinthians 13, verse 11. And we have it in New Living Translation. Corinthians, okay, 13 11. We all read together once you go, dear brothers and sisters. I close my letter with this last word be joyful, grow to maturity. Is that what you're reading? I said new living, sorry. New living translation. That we're already together. New living translation. You will see something there now. Okay, good, good, good. Are we ready? Okay, one to go. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with this last word. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other. Let's continue. Greet each other with Christian love. Verse 13. All of God's people here send their greetings. And finally, verse 14. By the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You have indeed been so good to us. We can't express this joy enough. You started with us. And in your mercy, you have brought us this far. We give you all the glory. All the glory, honor, adoration belongs to you alone. Father, please accept us and accept our thanks, our gratitude in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everything you have done in our life in the course of this program. I decree they are permanent in the name of Jesus. Every one of us, we shall not recover from the impact of these services, of these occasions in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you Holy Spirit. And Lord as we have sung when the road will be called on yonder we shall all be found in that meeting celebrating our fellowship with you till eternity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We pray for all our guests as they begin to go from tonight, tomorrow, next tomorrow, and whenever everyone will be leaving, Lord, you brought them here safely. That same grace of yours, we believe will take them back to their destination safely in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you are set to do. At the next level, you have brought Bread of Life Fellowship to. In the name of Jesus, we return the glory unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, turn to your neighbor, and you're going to share this surely again with your neighbor. Now, to your to right, your anyone beside you, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now share with yourself. Want to you go? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Evangelism glory. and glory. glory. You are blessed beyond measure in Jesus name.